a few days ago when i was writing in my morning journal i wrote a few lines which i thought i should read and then give a context to that and that will be the sort of setup for this conversation i realized that i cannot but sit idle i always am in need of action it is my naivety and ignorance though until now that i didn't realize even in my inaction there is action so prasanna actually that, that day when i was sitting idle for meditation i was realizing that my mind is wandering everywhere and it happens every time but that day particularly i was becoming aware of it much strongly than how i would otherwise and on the surface i'm in inaction i am in a state of idleness i am in inertia i'm in not in motion doing nothing but yet in that inaction there is so much of action that was happening and is there then a state where we are in inaction or are we constantly in action and even if you consider that we go to sleep and there is a complete deep sleep that you are in a dream like uh, there is no dream or anything you are in a complete rem sleep there is still action that is happening within your heart is beating the blood is circulating you are taking breaths inhaling exhaling so is there a state of inaction and the second part is that we are striving towards the stillness so is there even any kind of stillness is what i wanted to touch upon in this conversation welcome to 13 13 is a podcast about being and creating in this podcast we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday here we interact read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create your host for today are prasanna and myself shantesh let's get started So, Shantesh, firstly, thank you very much for reading uh, the write-up. I think that gives a lot of thoughts uh, on in terms of what action is and what inaction is. But before even going into action and inaction, I think I I would like to look at the different dimensions in which we see action. So, typically, we are observing our actions in the three dimensions around us, but there is also the fourth dimension of time, which kind of acts on. uh whether we call it a still thing or in action thing so uh, uh, just to touch upon a very interesting concept which i heard a few days back from i think it was by uh, uh neil degrasse tyson who mentioned when talking about the glass empty glass full topic so when you look at the half empty or half full whatever one looks at the glass we start having the conversation whether the person is optimist pessimist realist so there are several such theories around that half full half glass story but then w- what we are missing is the same thing which is is that glass in action or inaction and that's where the dimension of time comes into picture because when you Im- when you relate to it as a thing in action uh, what happens is the next question which comes when we are saying that it is in action is that is that glass getting filled up or is that glass in the process of getting empty and that decides whether the glass is empty or full it's a very different way of looking at it because typically we always <coughs> see at the still position of a half empty half full glass and then talk about pessimism or optimism or all those things but the moment you see that for by whatever reason someone is maybe sucking it with a straw or whatever but if it is in the process of going below the current level then it is half empty glass 
if it is being filled by someone then it is a half full glass so i think action in action is in that way i think it's important to look at the third dimension the other uh, thing which i heard from where is uh, in terms of especially in uh, landscape architecture what you do uh, i think even there the dimension of time brings action into the things which you do because there is a layout which is there which is sta- at po- given point in time it might look as is but the same thing will not be there after a week after a month or after a year yes absolutely uh, actually this uh, neil degrasse tyson's example is quite fascinating that we always perceive in three dimensions and that the fourth dimension brings another sort of a perspective the dimension of time when the glass is in the process of becoming empty or getting filled up uh, in either case it gives you a sort of a backdrop of time allows you to look at it and not just in the physical sense but also in a philosophical sense but talking about philosophical sense i was thinking that there's another dimension to it which is probably the fifth dimension which is the dimension of context uh, now whether uh, uh, you perceive it as glass empty or glass full is the context from where one is coming and that context also defines uh, how you perceive and how you relate to uh, and and it, and then even the glass which is in the process of getting filled up could be perceived as half empty and vice versa uh similarly when you start then looking everything from the backdrop of context alongside time you start seeing that things are getting much more uh, complex so the very example of me sitting idle and meditating from the context of somebody who has played football for an hour and comes and sees that this guy has been sitting idle for an hour uh and and is absolutely doing nothing but from the context of my mind when i start looking at what is happening even when i'm sitting idle so many thoughts that are running through my mind constantly sometimes i'm getting sort of overwhelmed by those thoughts sometimes i'm uh, ignoring them and letting them pass just through me but from that context you see that everything is constantly moving so it really de- depends from where we are seeing also absolutely so looking at this dimension of context uh, i think one example which is coming to my mind uh, not complete action but specifically one particular action of communication so if you see uh, as we always say that you can never not communicate which means uh, if someone is not participating or contributing to a conversation even that person is communicating something that silence is also speaking a lot sometimes it is about dominance that i am not happy with what you guys are talking so i don't want to contribute and i want to dominate you by my silence <laughs> that can be one way of it the other can be ignorance that i don't know what you are talking so i will rather keep quiet there can be intelligence behind it it is good to be quiet here in this conversation rather than opening my mouth so there can be multiple things but as you said or disinterest yes or disinterest absolutely so there can be multiple things which are happening there but that com- non communication is also an action or a communication so mm-hmm. context absolutely is what will decide why that why that non communication is happening or non action is happening so mm-hmm. i fully agree with that aspect or the fifth dimension which you mentioned in terms of context but then coming to the other part of our conversation when i opened up is uh, then is there a state of inaction and it it bewilders me because i also believe that there would be a state of inaction and that said said it's not the state of being dead <laughs> but but state of inaction where you are able to kind of see everything which is happening and yet not be i mean there is being and yet you are not involved 
in that sense or indulged yeah so the act of being still is also an act in a way, uh, in a way that's so, that's the paradox that i'm uh, talking absolutely because absolutely. And and even when you say dead where, where i'm coming from where i'm coming from prasanna is that there are moments when sitting still meditating call it whatever there are moments when i feel total or i experience total inaction rather experience is the right word that there is an experience of inaction there is an experience of sort of detachment completely that you are seeing yourself almost afloat from another point and at the same time the moment you try thinking of it it's gone yeah that's so, exactly so, so those fleeting moments which I'm, i'm i'm coming from that experience that there must be something which is the state of inaction and i wanted to kind of touch upon that no i agree with you it is very difficult because see the consciousness is always active and we may call it is still or we may act in the phase of meditation it may be uh, settled a little bit as per your measurements whatever you measure and whatever you feel and uh, mm. whatever emotions you go through but honestly speaking that consciousness is active now the absence of that consciousness might happen when we call someone is dead but even there i am not sure physically there is no activity because the organism firstly it is not a single organism if we call the body as a single organism then we may say that the consciousness of that body is gone and so it is dead and still or no action but reality is biologically physically there are several organisms in that organism so the decay of the body is also an action so yes. uh, that way if you see it is difficult to find because even fossils might have been going some transformation in the many years across centuries right so the whole point is where is the stoppage of action there is no action which is stopped there is no stillness at all mm. and just like glass empty glass full i wonder that while in every action there is an aspect of inaction which we fail to sometimes recognize and if we want to just connect we can always pause and really experience the inaction of the moment yeah and if we flip the thing whole together and when we what we call as mindfulness or the state of flow it is a state where there might be a marathon runner who is in, in full action for the whole world but for that person himself he might be in a complete state of timelessness stillnessness whatever you can call it so there is so called physical action happening of the person running from maybe point a to point b but for that person herself or himself it's a state of timelessness or complete stillness so that's what we call flow if we see that you have you don't even remember the time spent how, on that activity and how do we touch that aspect No, that's what I said. So it is difficult. In the retrospect, you may there's be no able to. There's no formula for that. I mean, yeah, I, there's no formula. Knowing that fully, I'm kind of asking this question just to instigate or trigger uh, for ourselves to look a little deeper. That how in our in the past have we, whatever for fleeting moments, touched this aspect? Correct. No, I I agree no, with you. So it's only in the retrospect can we say that yes, I have spent two hours of which I don't even remember what happened, or I remember, but then I don't realize how that time was spent. so it mm. is a kind of stillness yeah not remembering would be uh, inattentiveness right. but remembering the experience but realizing that it just those 2 hours felt like 20 seconds correct is is the complete different side and i and I, that brings me to yet another sort of a reading uh, and i'm just opening and trying flipping through my morning journal to read i don't know if this is grammatically correct or not Uh, unlike the other text which i kind of polished and uh, then read uh, 
I'm, I'm going to read this out just impromptu. In the moment of being, when one becomes aware of their being, the moment gets profound. And the moment one becomes aware of that profundity, one ceases to be present to the moment and is living in that, that elapsed moment. To simply be present to the moment, one has to accept the banality of the moment and yet its uniqueness and not label this with anything. So basically, uh, well, that when you are becoming present to this moment and when you in, are in that experience of this moment, when you think of that experience that this moment is already gone, you are thinking of that past just a few fraction of a second ago moment, maybe, uh, but this moment is not there then. And to realize that this moment, like just this, this, you realize that the unique, it, it, this moment lies in its banality as well as its, in its uniqueness. And if we try to think of this moment, then we are in some other moment. And that's why it becomes extremely difficult to catch hold of the inactionness of this moment. It's like, it's, it's like in Dil Chata Hai, Siddharth says uh, that you're trying to hold sand and the tighter you try to hold it slips out of your hand. And it's the same thing with this moment. Absolutely. So I think uh, we saw this is a very interesting topic. So in action, there is an action and even in action, there can be inaction. So I, mm. I think it's a fascinating and amazing uh, thought. And I think we can complete the conversation with the aspect that there is a certain experience of profundity in experiencing inaction while we think the other way around that action will make a profound impact or something like that. It might be doing so. I'm not denying that. Of course, action brings in change and that change could be for good and therefore it could be making a profound impact. But the experience of inaction has a certain sanctity, a certain profundity to it. And it can only be experienced. And in the midst of complete total action, total, you know, not being still moment, you might be on a local train in Mumbai and yet to experience that in action is there's no formula for that but one has to really pause and find themselves like the marathoner you said uh, also i think even practically uh, if you want to say and not only experientially but like realistically if we don't want to act on something not to take any action in a particular area can also be important sometimes because many a times what we think is we talk about cause and effect we hmm. talk of action as a cause for any effect to get happen but sometimes it is important not to take action, not to bother things as we say or not to disturb things. Because if a plant is growing on its own, just because you want to act on it, if you start putting something into it for no reason uh, and you want to feel that you are acting, sometimes overwatering also can kill plant. So mm. uh, it's important that when one should not act, and I'm also talking in a very practical kind of a sense of it because I have yes. seen that happening in many meetings. If you see the deal is about to happen and one of the partners or one of the uh, team member speaks something for no reason. <laughs> there was no action required there. And that spoils the whole thing that takes the conversation into a different direction. And then the customer or the uh, business partner who was about to agree and close the deal <laughs> then says that, okay, then let me think on this, that. And then it goes into a different uh, loop altogether. So sometimes I have seen that inaction in that way also helps. In a colloquial term, we say it's a kadi karna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's be aware of this kadi karna. And at that note, we complete our conversation. 
Thank you for listening.